coming to you live from Northwood, Iowa, Matt Lautner. Day 68 of MLC Farm Visits. We're rolling strong. Two more days left in Iowa today and tomorrow. Then I'm heading to the South Dakota. Rob Van Hove, I know you're listening. Anyways, uh, joining me today is a good, good friend. I always, uh, I know that some people, the first time they join me, they're just like, man, that guy's a little bit fast and loose with his words. And I just want my buddy Sturge, Shane Sturgeon, to get comfortable because he's going to become an episodic character in the MLC show. Shane Sturgeon is the number one clipper in the United States of America in the year 2022. So Sturge would say, shut your mouth. But I'm saying it, and I mean it. Shane can clip one smooth as glass and way better than anyone. And you know what else, Sturge? What's that? You're extra friendly. Just a friendly old fella. Sometimes, yeah, whenever we br- Sometimes when we bring that grinder around, he's just a grumpy old fella. Ah, I like that guy, though. I like. I love him, too, like a brother. I guess the top of mind to our audience that doesn't know who you are, you were born and bred in the western Oklahoma market. You were mentioned in the in the uh, Chad Chaplin, my boy, who gave me the ass yesterday morning uh, out there in western Oklahoma is where you were raised. If you could give the audience, I mean... Uh, I'm sure a lot of people know you, Sturge. You look like a big old grizzly bear, a lean grizzly bear. I'd, if you could give the audience a little bit of background about yourself in uh, 60 seconds or less, just so the next time they see the lean grizzly bear walking around the shows, they can say, hey, Sturge, what's up? Uh, I grew up uh, in southwest Oklahoma, in a little town of Cordell. Uh, if you listen to Chad Chaplin's podcast, uh, little area of western oklahoma is kind of a, a mecca for guys that grew up in this business i don't i don't know if there's something in the water or maybe too much lead paint on the walls or something that kind of got us going down the wrong path in life but <laughs> any anyways that uh just just seems like there, there's a bunch of guys in this business that did get started out in this area you betcha yeah, and uh, just a little backstory that I would know about you. Your papa was a veterinarian out in the West Oklahoma market, correct? Uh, that is correct. My my dad was a vet there in Cordell. I grew up in a vet clinic, and kind of kind of got started doing this when I was uh, a, a young kid. Got my first show calf when I was about eight years old, and uh, by the time I was about twelve or thirteen, I thought I wanted to learn how to give a haircut. And uh, I gave been my- the worst decision you've ever made in your life, right? No, 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 best decision, best decision. The, the, the worst thing that ever happened to me, I was about 14 <laughs> years old. I went to the National Western with Bud Barnes uh, the year that he displayed the original Sweet Willie Bull. And uh, I had a steer out of that bull that went up there on display. And wait a second, I- wait a second, wait a second. You're telling me there has been two Sweet Willies? That is correct. That is I correct. The, the first one came along before most people would have been alive to realize it. Maybe people will give Blaine Rogers a hard time for having uh, two sweet willies because I get just a little bit of flack for full flush. But heck, it works because it's one oak, two oak, three oak, full flush. Straight flush would have been a bad name for that bull because he's, yeah, he's sound. Uh, anyways, tell me about your story in Denver with Bud Barnes. Uh, in, anyways, I was 14 years old I up there in Denver and, uh, 
a buddy of mine, Kyle Church, was also up there, and Gib Yardley hit us up. He was needing a bull clip down in the yards, and uh, he ended up paying the two of us $100 total, so $50 a piece to clip this bull, and this would have been about 1989 or 90, I guess. And uh, I, I got 50 bucks for clipping on a bull for about an hour, and it ruined me for life. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's a story that not many people would know. I do have a rule on the podcast, Thurge. I don't want to hear any stories you've told anywhere else on any other podcast. So I don't know how many you've done, if you've done one or 100. Uh, but my, my question to you is, will you tell the audience about your run through I think it was 1998, 1999. You said you like won three shows in one weekend, uh, maybe Purdue AGR, and you just you kept coming at them fast and quick and winning. We, uh, my my youngest brother would have been a senior in high school. Uh, it had been 97, 98 is when that would have been. Uh, the, the calf ultimately ended up winning the Tulsa State Fair in 1998. Uh, but we, we bought that calf from Colby Collins and Tracy Hames in the fall of 97. And uh, we started jackpotting him throughout the winter. And, and uh, after his first time to town, we started getting phone calls on a, on a regular basis wanting to buy the calf. And we really didn't have any interest in selling the calf. But uh, about we, we took him. We were uh, reserve grand at the Missouri Beef Expo. Uh, behind a full baldy calf that Russ Harkema had that year that I, I think may have gone on to win the Iowa State Fair, if I remember right. Oh, 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 I'm going to jump in. Uh, full baldy calf shown by Katie Manning, Rob Manning, and Joe Manning. I know you listen to the podcast every day, and you're going to be on real soon. But anyways, that calf wins the Iowa State Fair. I believe he was originally traded in a little club calf sale in southern Iowa called the Pasture to Purple. I believe that gentleman's name is Hook. But anyways, uh, Russ Harkma buys him. Katie Manning shows him. He wins basically everything, and Judge Jerry Douglas slaps him on the butt at the Iowa State Fair. So you got reserved to that calf. Now tell the rest of the story. We, uh, we, were, we were reserved at the Missouri Beef Expo in February, or Missouri AGR maybe it was. And uh, a few weeks later, we decided to take him to the Kansas Beef Expo, uh, which was about spring break time at college at osu where i was so we we went up and showed him uh showed him at the kansas beef expo on that saturday my college roommates were from indiana so they were on the phone saying hey we got purdue agr this weekend why don't you go ahead and just just load up and bring him on you're you're started this way already since you're in kansas so we we loaded the calf up and we left out of uh kansas that night just before dark uh, drove all night, rolled into West Lafayette about 4.30 that morning. We were reserve grand at the Kansas Beef Expo, and then we were grand at Purdue AGR the next day. That but is dedication. The, I, ain't seen dedications, I ain't seen dedication like that since since maybe I was 16 or 17 years old. Wow. The, uh, the calf ended up winning shows in six or seven states, I believe. And which, which was quite a feat at that time. Not there are a few calves that kind of cross state lines, getting hauled around, you know, neighbor states, but not a lot of hauled all over the country. Out mm -hmm. outside of back in the glory days, uh, the Yamaha Junior National in in uh, Oklahoma City, or when uh, the Wichita Mountains Classic was. Oh yeah, the mecca mm -hmm. of a uh, jackpot steer shows. You betcha. 
So, I mean, uh, I guess that's the story through the prospect season. Can uh, you say this steer goes on to win Tulsa? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying there is, but is there a unique story about your Tulsa week, or can you just tell that story through completion? What wasn't really a unique story. We had a little bit of infighting in the family. I was I was kind of wanting to shoot for the stars and try to take him on to Kansas City, and we we bought the calf for Tulsa, and we just kind of had a had a good family sit down powwow about it. And uh, Steve Reimer was judging Tulsa that year, and that was a brockle faced calf. And anybody that's ever showed under Steve Reimer knows that's right there in his wheelhouse of what he's looking for. If, if you got a high quality one with a with a little brockle on his head, that's going to turn that guy's crank. But, mm-hmm. uh, we, yeah, we ultimately ended up deciding to go on and show the steer at the Tulsa state fair. And, uh, we did win the Tulsa state fair, which was what the goal was. We started out with, I, I don't know what would have happened had we got tried to go on to Kansas city, but we yeah. uh, had a lot of success with that calf. You betcha. Okay. We like to keep these short and snappy, but I have had two suggestions from a Jason Cole house and a Brandon Snyder to kind of button up these interviews. So, as a young lad, Shane Sturgeon, who, I mean, today, many young kids would look up to Sturge as their role model, but as a junior in your teenage years, outside of your close family and father, who was your role model? Kirk Steerwalt would have been the guy that really got me started when I was about a sophomore, junior, senior in high school. My my last couple of calves come from Kirk. I I went to one of the original Steerwalt clinics the the first year that he started it. Uh, I'd have been fifteen or sixteen, and uh, I, I went when he he still just had the double wide trailer and didn't have the bunkhouse and all that put in yet. And uh, that that first year, I I want to say there was me and maybe two others at uh, the the first clinic that I went to. At that point, he kind of took me under his wing and got me started. But I was I was just always kind of a nerd that wanted to walk around and watch anybody I could clip on. If I could go watch Mark Copas, that's awesome. Watch Bob May, that's awesome. Watch Gerald Buck back when he used to do a bunch of the clipping. I loved it. So I. I, I tried to watch all of them and, and just soak up as much as I could along mm-hmm. the way when I was a kid. You bet. Yeah, I would say, I mean, this is a personal story to me. Uh, I guess we sometimes use Shane Lindsay to uh, trim hooves for us on some of our state fair steers. And watching Shane Lindsay trim hooves on one, it just looks like, a young Picasso. I mean, it looks like there's an art to what he's doing. I know that's a funny way to say something, but uh, along those lines, whenever you're clipping my Denver Bulls, Sturge, as my wife will attest, you're just kind of like, I mean, if you're around clipping several times a year at a high level, there's a difference between the good ones and the great ones. And uh, we just... uh, you got the talent, brother. So I don't want to make you blush. This is a audio-only podcast, but I assume underneath that grizzly beard, you got rosy right now. But uh, you are one um, of the great ones. I, uh, I, I will say I, I've probably been able to fine-tune my ability by 
by working with a handful of guys the last several years that are highly skilled at it. Uh, I kind of believe that iron sharpens iron and hanging out with guys that are really good at it. All that does is make you better. But I spent a lot of time with Dustin Glover and Clint McCulley and, uh, yep. those two guys have, have sure helped me sharpen my skills and, and uh, get a lot better at this. Yeah. Probably, uh, needs, needs stated that, uh, Y'all and Glover run pretty tight, and uh, yeah, that's how I met you. Uh, Reserve Grand Champion Steer at the 2018 National Western Stock Show, shown by Tommy Glover, and uh, Dustin did an awesome job with that calf, raised by my buddy Tucker Tipkin that won't return my text messages, and uh, I guess uh, that was whenever I first met Shane Sturgeon, and it was just uh, eight months later whenever you came up to clip old Blue Roan for the Iowa State Fair, and old gray and white one in the chamber that was fifth overall. And from that weekend, my wife fell in love with your clipping ability. So every time we got something that she wants right, guess who we got to call? Well, I keep food on the table at my house, so I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, pretty good podcaster. So uh, I guess uh, we'd love to have you back on if we don't, uh, if we don't, if we, uh, you know, if we meet your standard, we'd love to have you back on as much as you want, or at least once a month, because your wisdom and knowledge need to be spread to the masses. Did you know we're in 72 countries with hundreds of thousands of downloads in only 30 days? It's amazing. I mean, I've had a lot of good runs on the internet, but this might be my best run. Can you believe it? Now, being in that many countries, do they translate you into the foreign language so it's understood by the native tongue? I think there's sub subtitles for sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just curious how that works. Sub audio titles. But uh, anyways, if you see old Chad Chaplin running around there in Western Oklahoma, you give him a big old kiss on the cheek for me.